Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our show this week with the news of the U.S. border reopening soon at land crossings for fully vaccinated travelers, there's still a lot of issues regarding vaccine passports, COVID tests, and travel advisories. So we're going to talk with Wendy Parody in a few moments about them. She is the president of ACTA, the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. And then we'll visit a unique set of luxury cabins in Southern California called the Midnight Moon Cabins at Big Bear Lake. And Jamaica is getting ready for Canadian vacationers this winter with forward bookings already sitting at 65% of 2019 levels. So we'll get an update on traveling to Jamaica this winter. But let's start our podcast this week talking about the issues of vaccine passports, COVID tests and travel advisories. So joining us now to do that is Wendy Parody. She is the president of the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies, or ACTA, as it's known. The website is acta.ca. Hi, Wendy. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. we got a lot of things to kind of uh, wade through here. There's a lot of moving parts going on in the travel industry. It must be uh, a bit hectic for travel agents, uh, well, in the last 18 months, I would, I would imagine. Absolutely. Um, It's been um, quite a trial um, working in the industry with the forever changes um, that seems to happen not only on a daily basis, but sometimes an hourly basis. So it is uh, uh, really important that we are up to date and up to speed on all that's happening, because as you know, that uh, they are evolving Every day. Every day, exactly. Let's talk about some of the things that are happening. Uh, Well, the U.S. land border opening to fully vaccinated Canadians November the 8th, but they haven't addressed the issue of proof of uh, vaccine certificate. The government still says that's months away. It may not be an issue maybe going to the United States, but uh, might be a problem with some other countries that are looking at your provincial documents, wondering what they are versus a national one such as a passport. We have heard frustration from other countries about um, all of the multiple credentials that we have across Canada. Um, There was a comment from Europe saying, my goodness, Canada has uh, more geographical vaccine uh, certificates than we have in all of Europe, practically. Um, And so um, there definitely is frustration, but... um, that the provincial um, certification at this point in time is um, it's working, um, although it does slow down the process. Mm-hmm. So we're all looking forward to a more digital and formal uh, document um, in the weeks to months to come. But Canadians um, are traveling and the current uh, credentials are uh, recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, also the the um, the concern over these travel advisories, which seems to me are sending mixed messages. On the one hand, if you click right on the Government of Canada website, it says avoid non-essential travel, avoid all cruise ship travel. But it seems like the messages are, no, it's okay, go ahead. This is extremely frustrating to us. And um, one of the things and our messages to the government is that um, we are one of the most fully vaccinated um, countries in the world and that um, Canadians have um, done what the government has asked. And even though we are at 18 months in this pandemic, 
that uh, those what we call blanket advisories, they are a huge barrier um, to travel. And we absolutely don't understand. So at this point in time, the travel restrictions that the government of Canada has in place are exactly the same as March 2020, when we knew very little about COVID, Mm. where there wasn't a single person in the world vaccinated. And, um, And now we've got this blanket advisory or the advisory still intact. And what we're asking is that we need to go back to the regular advisories where countries um, are um, based on different risks. So, for instance, um, there are many countries that are highly vaccinated or easy to get to, um, that they are not all the same risk and that we need to start. um, And we're suggesting that we start with the top 15 destinations that Canada go to, um, United States being the number one, that you really need to take a look at risks there mm-hmm. and remove these blanket travel advisories. It's confusing and extremely frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's the whole idea of the uh, testing, the PCR test you need when you come home, uh, no matter where you go. So that is also a barrier for some. It's very expensive. I can imagine a family of four, you're looking at over probably $1,000 to do this. You're absolutely correct. And so I'm certainly not a medical uh, professional, but uh, definitely there are other countries in the world that have been able to overcome that obstacle. And um, and there's also different testing um, that's available. And mm-hmm. so our ask of the government is to really determine risk um, and also um, look at alternatives um, that are much more efficient and economical. And so um, you're right that the expense of the PCR test and um, and really um, running around and trying to find it uh, 72 mm-hmm. hours in advance and you know different destinations that we are really asking them to take a close look at that and um, ensure that we put something in place that is more practical safe, but practical. All the more reason to have a travel agent by your side to help you way through all this stuff, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say that uh, the value of working with a professional travel agent has never been stronger and um, they are um, working in the this environment 24-7 so they will have the most up-to-date information to help uh, serve Canadian travelers. Wendy Parody is the president of ACTA, the Association of Canadian Travel Agencies. Their website is acta.ca. Uh, thanks for your time, Wendy. I do appreciate it. Thanks for having us again. So for our hotel spotlight this week, we head to an area in Southern California known as Big Bear Lake. And at the heart of Big Bear Lake is the Midnight Moon Cabins. So joining us now to tell us more about them is Sarah Salvatore. She is the co-owner and designer of the Midnight Moon Cabins. The website is midnightmooncabins.com. Hi, Sarah. Hi. I love the name Midnight Moon Cabins. It sort of invokes all kinds of images in my mind. But uh, tell me the story behind Midnight Moon Cabins before we get into the details of them. 
Well, um, I grew up in Southern California, and when I was a kid, we would um, sometimes get out of the city, um, out of San Diego, and, and get up to the mountains. And so I am, um, you know, the San Bernardino National Forest and the mountains is is, uh, is where we're located. So um, in 2018, my husband and I... Um, took a trip up there and decided this is this is uh this is where we wanted to to own a couple of homes so um we uh quickly realized that the rentals in the area um really needed a lot of love um there's quite a lot of traffic that gets up there but um there was definitely um the the uh the cabin experience was lacking um modern amenities and um, just just overall upgrades. They were all very much your grandmother's cabin, mm-hmm. um, which is a beautiful thing. Um, only, you know, nothing had really been changed since 1975. <laughs> so, so when we bought our first cabin in 2018, we uh, we wanted to, you know, keep keep the feel, the rustic feel that everybody loves and envisions when coming to the mountains and staying in a, you know, log cabin. Um, but, you know, we wanted to take the carpet out of the bathrooms and, you know, update the kitchens and just make it much more modern, functional, clean, all of that. So that's, that's really been our goal with, with our rentals. Mm-hmm. Well, your website says when mountain meets modern, so and yeah. they look absolutely the images they look absolutely uh, amazing. So luxury vacation cabins in the heart of Big Big Bear Lake. So tell me about the area Big Bear Lake, where it's uh, located, and and how do you get there? The easiest way to get there, I guess. Yeah, so Big Bear Lake is in the San Bernardino Mountains. It's about two two and a half hours from almost anywhere in Southern California. Um, you know, big city wise, San Diego, Orange County, Los Angeles. Um, and it's, uh, so you, you know, you get to the base of the mountain and it's about an hour drive up and, um, and then there you are and you're in this, this, this amazing, beautiful mountain town. It's very quaint. Um, but yet it's, it's got everything there. It's got, you know, it's got the village area, which with tons of shops and restaurants and always activities, um, going on. And then you've got two mountains, um, Bear Mountain and Summit. And uh, they're the resorts. They're where you ski, snowboard, you know, go tubing, all that. And in the summertime, uh, you can ride the lifts and take your mountain bike with you. So that's pretty amazing. And Mm -hmm. you're surrounded by, you know, by the forest um, and and the lake. Um, And so in the summer, there's, you know, all the lake activities you can possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. So it's it's quite a treat for, for, you know, city people and beach people, which is what you think of when you think of California. Mm-hmm, so. For sure. Uh, do you get a lot of international visitors? I know this is different this times, but under normal circumstances, would you get a lot of Canadians, for example, or, or international visitors? Or is it mostly uh, locals uh, from the California area? You know, well, definitely the last year and a half, it's been locals, um, for yeah. sure. But even, but before that, you know, we we do get a lot a lot more than I would have expected. Um, you know, it's it's a driving destination, so it does have a small airport, um, but most people drive there. Mm-hmm. So if you are on a road trip around California from another country, absolutely, we get lots of Canadians, lots of Europeans, um, uh, lots of people from Asia. So. Uh, and and some of the activities really do draw in um, uh, foreigners. You know, we do the tour de 
tour, like it's like Tour de France, but it's Tour de Big Bear bike race. Okay, and it yeah. seems to, yeah, it seems to attract um, lots of different nationalities um, who, uh, who are bike enthusiasts and they seem to know all about it. You know, um, right now we've got Oktoberfest going on. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, a big beer free fall. <laughs> <laughs> so how many cabins in all? And, and just kind of describe, uh, you know, how many rooms are there? How, I'm assuming they can accommodate, if you're mentioning families or anything like that, uh, a larger group or, or how does that work? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we have three cabins um, and we have two smaller and one larger. Um, we have two that are, uh, they're two bedrooms. Um, one of them has a loft and a downstairs bedroom and so the loft um, actually has three beds in it a queen and two twins um, and it has a um, like an arcade gaming table we always put lots of board games and kids books um, so we're very um, family friendly um, but our cabins are dark and moody and the decor and very sexy so we do attract a lot of couples um, you know it's it it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, our third cabin is three bedrooms and we have built in bunks in one of the rooms. Um, so that's always great for families. Um, yeah. So, so we really accommodate like two to six people comfortably nice. in each cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's included, I'm assuming everything you would find in a home um, and all the facilities and uh, around to, you know, make your own meals, that kind of thing. But people love to eat out. I'm, assu- I'm assuming there's lots of nice restaurants in the area too. There are. There are lots of great restaurants. Um, we give tons of suggestions. We always have like, you know, a guidebook for the area of where to rent bikes, where to eat what to do. Um, we're just down the street from a brand new zoo that opened last year, um, which is basically an animal sanctuary mm-hmm. um, and re- rescue center. So we always tell people definitely hit the zoo um, when you're in town, especially if you've got your children with you. And um, there's hiking trails three blocks away. So you walk up the street and you're in the forest and they're, they're not challenging hiking trails. They're great any events or, uh, that are coming up in 2022 that uh, are in the area that people might make note of? We are just getting into our, our winter. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're in fall now, but we're just getting started planning for the winter. So um, for me, it's all about the holidays, getting the cabins ready and decorated. Um, now, I know in Canada, it snows, you, know, you guys are used to it, but Southern Californians are not used to the snow. So we always have to tell people to bring their chains and, and all, the, all the good things, all the good things. But um, so it'll, it'll, it, what's going on now is that people are getting ready to open the ski resort. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all, all about the snow play. Uh, is there um, a busier time of year? I imagine around the holidays probably, but um, how long in advance would you be looking at to, to book a cabin? So we, we book up generally, um, you know, holidays will book up a couple months in advance, but we, we only book up a couple weeks in advance. So you can, uh, and sometimes we, we have last minute nights, last minute, um, not as much the weekends, but weekdays, you can get a, get a last minute stay in. Um, so you don't have to plan too far in advance your, your trip. Sarah Salvatore is the uh, co-owner and designer of the Midnight Moon Cabins in Big Bear Lake, or at Big Big Bear Lake. Uh, the website is midnightmooncabins.com. They look absolutely fabulous. Uh, in Southern California, only a couple hours' drive from the major cities, so easy to get to. It was uh, a pleasure chatting with you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you, absolutely.
Well, Jamaica has always been a popular vacation spot for Canadians. In fact, a number of Canadians are already looking at Jamaica for their winter holiday. So joining us now to give us an update on visiting Jamaica and what you should know is Angela Bennett. She is the regional director for the Jamaican Tourism Board for Canada. The website is visitjamaica.com. Hi, Angela. Hey, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. It's nice to chat with you again. I think I I already know the answer to this question, but uh, give us an idea of what life has been like in Jamaica last 18 months for someone in the travel business. Oh, this this is a, a hard question. A very, it's been some dark clouds over Jamaica, um, but some some light at the end of the tunnel as well. Um, you know, Jamaica depends heavily on tourism. This is the lifeline of of the country, and to not have our full markets operating or or flights coming into Jamaica, this really puts the economy in a very dangerous position. Um, but the people are so resilient, I tell you, and we've been able to work with each market as it opens, and we've been able to welcome visitors back to Jamaica since we opened in 2020. And, you know, we've seen the resilience of our people and also what our government has done in the past 18 months to create a safe and seamless experience for the guests that are coming to Jamaica. So, you know, it's been it's been a tough, tough, tough journey, but we have great things that we have done in order to facilitate a safe travel to Jamaica. Well, you did mention uh, talking about markets. Canada is an important market for Jamaica. And, and, and like you said, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's a lot of Canadians that have uh, trips already planned to Jamaica. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, and I tell you something on, on the ground. Um, Our Ministry of Tourism, in collaboration with our Ministry of Health, has really put um, very stringent and robust protocols in place. We have created what is called the Resilient Corridor. And this is a corridor that stretches from the land space between Negril to Port Antonio on the beach side and also through to uh, the south coast as well. And what happens along the Resilient Corridor, it houses almost 85% of our tourism products. So our hotels, our attractions, our shopping are all accommodating, uh, accommodated in that Resilient Corridor. And every entity within that space has to be approved by the Jamaica Tourism Board and by the TPDCO, which is the quality and assurance leg of the Ministry of Tourism. And these properties have to be certified, protocol approved um, to be giving the best and the safest protocols um, for their guests. And if you don't have this approval, you cannot operate your hotel or your attraction in that resilient corridor. And it has been so effective that the positivity rate within the corridor is less than 1%. And so because of that, we've been able to open our doors, open our airports and open our hotels and attractions to guests coming from different countries and have had a wonderful experience in Jamaica because you can go on an attraction inside the Resilient Corridor. There is no quarantine. You come in and uh, to Jamaica with the protocols and you exist in that space, that safe bubble and you're able to enjoy a fantastic holiday with safe and seamless protocols to protect you. Mm-hmm. So, 
that is such a great phenomenon for Jamaica, and it has really put us ahead in the market in terms of ensuring that our customers have a great stay with Jamaica. Uh, yeah, and there is some documentation that you have to do before you uh, prepare uh, for going to Jamaica. And I don't want to go into too many details because people can go on your website. It's very clearly laid out, visitjamaica.com. But just touch on that briefly because I want to talk about some of the things to see and do in Jamaica. <laughs> yes, so to get to Jamaica, there are two easy steps that you need to do. On our website, which is visitjamaica.com, you have to apply for your travel authorization. And this is a very seamless process. It takes about three minutes to complete, and you get the authorization within minutes of hitting that send button. It asks you for some simple questions, your name, your home address, where you're going to stay, and your exposure to COVID. Once all those questions are cleared, the authorization to travel to Jamaica is issued. Um, You also need an antigen COVID test to come into Jamaica, the, the more economical one is the antigen test. This you can get at any shopper's drug mart in the country. And you can make an appointment so you avoid any lines or mm-hmm. any wait time. You get your results within 15 minutes at a shopper's drug mart. And you do this test within 72 hours of your travel schedule. Same as the travel authorization you can do this within seven days before you travel to Jamaica. Both these documentations, the receipt that you'll get for your antigen test and the receipt that you'll get for your travel authorization, you need to take those with you to the airport and present them to the airline at check-in. That's all you need and you're good to go in Jamaica. The protocol processes in Jamaica, if you're fully vaccinated, you are in your hotel, so there's no quarantine. Easy, easy, seamless steps. And I'm happy to share with you that we are working with the labs in Jamaica to reduce the cost of the PCR test that Canadians will need to come home on their return trip to Canada. Um, In the coming days, we'll be able to share some great news with you with a significant reduction in the cost for these tests in Jamaica. Well, that's good news right there. Uh, so now, <laughs> let's assume we've got all our paperwork uh, submitted and we're and we're all we're all set. The fun begins, right? <laughs> that fun begins, and Jamaica awaits you. So there, there's so much to do in Jamaica right now, and and now more than ever, you will feel safe, you will feel secure, you will you will have the protocols working for you. And you won't have that massive crowdiness, crowdiness that you would have at the attractions when, you know, we could, we could gather in masses. So um, whatever your journey, if you're an adventurer, you, you know we have it all in Jamaica from our, our attractions that offer zip lining, river rafting, you know, mountain climbing, or just lying on the beach and taking it all in. It is there for you. If it is wellness, we have tons of spa retreats that are there for you to just rejuvenate and forget about all these COVID, either on the cliff or on the beach or in one of our beautiful spas. So there's there's something for everyone. But you cannot go to Jamaica and not try our jerk 
spices, whether it's jerk chicken, <laughs> whether it's jerk pork or red striped bear or Appleton rum, it's it's all there and it's so soulful. You you have all of that and you feel your entire body comes alive again. So <laughs> I can't wait. I'll be there in ten days. I will be going down to Jamaica with fifty Canadian oh, agents. Oh, you got me jealous now. <laughs> And we are gearing up to have an amazing stay in Jamaica and and really just introducing them to Jamaica again. They haven't been to Jamaica in almost 19 months. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, you had me at Red Stripe Beer and um, Appleton Rum, but... Let's. Uh, we only oh, now we're running out of time here. We only have about a minute. But some of the regions you mentioned, the grill, uh, known for its sunsets, the beaches, of course, uh, yeah. and there's Montego Bay area. Just touch on those areas. Of course, because well, Negril, you have already covered. You you can't get a better sunset. You cannot walk the seven mile like Negril Beach. You know, it's just so calm and relaxing. Over in Montego Bay, you know, we we have it's a complete resort. Whether you're into golfing or whether you're into history, that we have lots of great houses, or whether you just want to enjoy the nightlife and the entertainment that is in Montego Bay, that's all there. Oterius is adventure. You want to climb the Duns River Falls, you want to, um, you know, go hiking, you want to do zip lining, all the major um, adventure attractions can be found in, in Oterius. And of course, if you go further, you can go on to Port Antonio, where, of course, you know, our famous James Bond movie, parts of the movie was filmed over there. That is where I lose myself because it's just all natural and it's it's really off the beaten track and you can enjoy Many of the the attractions there, like the river rafting on the Rio Grande, or you can just simply enjoy one of the private beaches that are along Frenchman's Cove and just enjoy the the culture of the people. Um, The people, of course, is our biggest asset in Jamaica. And just getting that island vibe from them just really rejuvenates your spirit. It sure does. You can find lots of information on your website, visitjamaica.com. Oh, yeah. I knew we'd That's run right. out of time, Angela, so we'll just have to have you back. Uh, Angela <laughs> Bennett is the uh, regional Absolutely. director for the Jamaican Tourism Board for Canada. Visitjamaica.com is the website. Enjoy your time in Jamaica, Angela. Thank you. I am so looking forward. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.